0: Take your copy of God's word this morning, please, and be turning to the gospel of Luke and find the 19th chapter, if you would. Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19. Adoniram Judson, the renowned missionary to Burma, he endured untold hardships as he tried to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And for seven heartbreaking years he suffered hunger and privation, And during this time, he was thrown into the Ava prison. And for 17 months, he was subjected to the most incredible mistreatment in that place. And as a result, for the rest of his life, he bore in his body ugly scars. Scars from the chains and iron shackles that were cruelly bound to him. And upon his release, you know what he did? He asked for permission to go and enter another province where he might resume preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the godless ruler uh, answered him indignantly and, and denied his request, saying these words, My people are not fools enough To listen to anything a missionary might say. But I fear they might be impressed by your scars. And turn to your religion. Think about that. Bearing the marks upon his body of preaching the gospel. And being persecuted. As soon as he was released. He sought to go elsewhere. And continue his work again. And as I read that story. I was reminded. That even today. In March of 2010. We have brothers and sisters in Christ in our world who are suffering literal, physical persecution. We have brothers and sisters in Christ who will ultimately pay the price with their lives as they're martyred because they love and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I thought of us. We who live in this great land, a land of freedom. We can openly and publicly declare the gospel. We can talk to our friends and our co-workers and our classmates and even complete strangers on the street and tell them the good news that Jesus saves. But then I thought about how we often keep our mouths closed. We just kind of mind our own business. We might pray for the loss. We might utter a prayer and that's good. But we do little Nothing in reaching them We think like this That's the missionary's job Or that's the pastor's job That's what we give them money to do To go out and evangelize That's not my job But then we forget All of us That all of us are missionaries All of us have been given the great commission To go and to teach And to baptize And to make disciples All of us are to be sharing The good news of the gospel now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, preacher, we live in America. United States of America. Surely everybody in America has heard the gospel. Surely everybody's heard the gospel. And uh, friend, believe it or not, everybody hasn't heard the gospel, the true gospel. Let me share a statistic with you that is quite humbling and startling. In North America... One person dies every 11 seconds. Every 11 seconds, someone dies. Now, here's the really sad part. Three out of four die without Christ. Three out of four die without Christ. I want you to process that for a moment. Let's do it together. One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Somebody just died. And statistically speaking, they died without Christ and went to hell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. Somebody else just died. Statistically speaking, they went to hell. Three out of four people in North America die without Christ. They die without hope. They die and are destined to spend an eternity in hell. Think about that. Process that. You say, preacher, I don't like to think about that. You need to. We need to realize the great need around us. That's not over in Africa or somewhere. That's in North America. Three out of four people die without Jesus. And a person dies every 11 seconds, statistically speaking. When you go home today, you pick up that mammoth Sunday Charlotte Observer. Go find the obituary section. And look at that and begin counting three out of four folks there die without Christ, statistically speaking. Now, I want you to, to let that grip your heart. Only one out of the four go to heaven. Only one out of the four have Christ as their Savior and Lord. I was reminded here of some words in Luke 19. Uh, this, is, of course, is the story. Of Jesus and Zacchaeus A story that many of us who grew up in church had known for a long time We used to sing about Zacchaeus being a wee little man And a wee little man was he And he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see And you remember how the story goes and how the song goes But I was reminded here of some words that Jesus spoke in that passage And I want you to notice them with me today Luke 19 verse 10 if you have a red-letter Bible, it'll be in red, reminding you these, these are the words of Christ. But look at what Jesus says in Luke 19.10. It says, he said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Look at that again. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, why did Jesus come and live as a man among men, the God-man? Why did he lay his life down upon the cross? Why did he shed his blood? Why did he uh, allow himself to be buried? Why did he rise again? What was the real reason for his coming? We're told here, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. In other words, he's coming seeking sinners that he might save them. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you today that we're surrounded by lost people on a daily basis. You work with them. You shop with them. You go to school with them. They're the other parents on your children's ball teams. They're the waiter or waitress serving you in a restaurant somewhere. That's the lady running the cash register at Walmart. These folks are lost without Christ and they need to hear the gospel. And by the way, there are some sitting among us even this morning. There are some sitting in this room today, and you know who you are. And may I say, I'm glad you're here. I'm delighted you're here. Friend, I want you to hear the gospel, and I want you to trust Christ. And I want you to have peace and hope and love And I want you to have that assurance that you know that whatever may happen, Jesus is with you. And when this life is over, you go and spend an eternity with him. Realize that you're lost. You're a sinner. All have sinned. But Jesus came and died for you. And he arose for you. And if you repent of your sin, you'll turn from your sin to Christ, placing your faith on him. He will save you. We can't save ourselves, but he'll save you and give you new life. Friend, would you do that today? Would you do that today? Would you turn your heart and faith to the Lord Jesus and ask him to save you? Forgive you of your sin and make you a child of God. The Bible says all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's glorious news. Would you do that today? Now, Christian, I want to remind us that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And believe it or not, He wants to use you and me to share the gospel. Now I can't understand that. I really can't. The Lord could have written the gospel up in the sky in the clouds. He could have used many other means to share the gospel, but He chose to use you and me. What a privilege. What a responsibility. He desires to use you and me to reach lost people with the gospel. And here's the question. Are you doing that? Are you allowing him to work in your life and through your life to do that? Let me give you another statistic. Sometimes we get fearful and we get afraid and our mouths just, we just can't open them. Listen to this. 78% of people polled said this. If someone wanted to tell me what she or he believed about Christianity, I would be willing to listen. 78% said, yes, I'd be willing to listen to a Christian share Jesus with me. Think about that. Almost 8 out of 10 people said, yes, I will listen to what you have to say. And maybe you're thinking, well, you know, I can't, I can't talk to people. I, I just can't go up and talk to people. I, well, listen, have you ever talked to anybody about anything? Surely you have. You see, it's not so much we can't. It really is we won't open our mouths. My prayer today is that God would get a hold of us and give us a burden for lost humanity, a burden for lost souls, a burden for what he has a burden for. He says himself, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. You see, it's not our eloquence. It's not how eloquently we can present the gospel. It's not even having the answer to every question that somebody might ask you. That's one of the biggest fears. They may ask me something I don't know the answer to. It's not about our eloquence or even our broad, vast theological knowledge. It's being usable. It's being available. It's being submitted to the Holy Spirit, allowing him to use you. You see, the Spirit does the work in the other person's life. The Holy Spirit convicts them of sin, shows them their need of Christ, and brings them in faith and repentance. We're a vessel, we're a tool, we're a mouthpiece for God as we share the gospel. God wants to use you to reach the lost. Some of you boys and girls in here, you think, well, that, he's not talking to me. Yes, I am. God wants to use you, too, to reach your friends for Christ. Listen, you might be saying, well, I don't have much or, or I'm not much. Listen, give God whatever you have, whoever you are, and say, God, I'm yours. Listen, the story is told of a child uh, uh, in, in India going to the home of a missionary. And the child wanted to do something to help the work of missions. And so this child gave this missionary a penny, just a penny. Well, the missionary uh, 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 bought a Christian tract, T-R-A-C-T, those little pamphlets back there that uh, have the gospel. And he bought a Christian tract, which was placed in a box. And anybody that wanted a tract could take the tract for free from the box. Well, that tract that that young person bought, it, it came into the hands of a headhunter. A headhunter. That's the kind of fellow you want to witness to, isn't it? But anyway, it came to the hands of that headhunter who later became converted. And then a few years later, a church was built there. And 1,500 natives were saved from heathenism. One shiny penny was given to Jesus with a heart of love by a little child. But the result of that penny's work made it priceless. Think about that. One penny was invested in missions, and that one penny went on to see the salvation of the headhunter, then a church where 1,500 natives were saved as the gospel went forth. He said, I'm shy, I'm, I'm fearful. Okay, could you hand somebody a tract today? Could you take the little invitation card we have and say, hey, I'd like to invite you to come to church with me on Sunday. We're having special services. It's Easter time. Would you come with me? Could you do that? Now, as you do, you're praying before you go. And you're praying after you give the invitation. You're praying that they'll really come. And when they come, you're praying for them as they're here. And you're praying that if they don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as the gospel is proclaimed, you're praying that they will repent and put their faith in Jesus. I want you to think about, you know, I asked you several weeks ago to make a list. Of people that don't know Christ. Or people you're not sure about. I don't know how many did that. I hope you did. But if not, I want you to make a list today. I want you to think about and write some names down. People that you're not sure if they're a Christian or you know they're not a Christian. Think about the people you work with. People in your home. People in school. People on your ball team. People that you bump into regularly people that you know, neighbors, friends, would you ask God the Holy Spirit, I mean right now, would you ask God the Holy Spirit right where you're sitting, would you say, Lord, bring to my mind those people you want to use me to reach out with, to the gospel, for the gospel. Would you do that right now? Taking out your bulletin or a piece of paper somewhere? Would you pray, Lord, give me some names? Who is it that you want me to speak to concerning the gospel? Who is it you want me to invite to church next Sunday? Who is it you want me to have a burden for and keep praying for that they might be saved? Who is it? Would you do that? Would you do that right now? Would you do it? Write them down. If you don't want to put last names, just put the first name. Write down some names. Ask God. Would you do that? Let me give you a moment to do that. Would you do it? Would you write down some names? Would you not going to ask to see it? Not going to take it up. This between you and the Lord. But would you write some names down? Now, some of you have already written some down, some are still writing. Listen, here's what I'm asking you to do today. I want you to invite those folks to service next week. Now, if the Lord opens the door of opportunity for you to speak more about Christ, you walk through that door. But the starting point, I want you to say, hey, we're having special services at our church. And remember, thinking about people that are unchurched. People that don't know Jesus, maybe they're brand new, never even stepped foot inside a church. Listen, we're having special services Sunday. Would you come with me? If you think they're early birds, say, hey, I want you to come to breakfast with me. We have a sunrise service and you come eat breakfast with me. If they're not morning people, say, hey, would you come to our 945 service? Say, I'll be out back waiting for you. And if you do invite them and they're coming, listen, don't sit in here. Wait out in the parking lot for them. Find them. Walk with them in here. Sit with them. Help them. Let them know where the restrooms are. Here's where you get a bulletin. Here's where you get that. If they need hearing device. Here, let's go back and get you something so you can hear the message. Help them. Minister to them. Throughout the message, be praying for them. Now, let me also say this. If you invite them and they don't come, you're not off the hook. If God brought them to your mind, you need to keep praying for them. Keep being in their lives, looking for opportunities. And maybe later on, invite them to church again. Try to walk through those open doors as best as possible. God being your helper. But you're going to start by inviting them next week. Now in a moment, we're going to have an invitation. And here's what I want us to do today. If the Lord has spoken to your heart and given you some names, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to have Danielle come in a few minutes. She's going to be playing a little chorus that we sing here called, People Need the Lord. And here's what I want you to do, Christian. If you've got a list of people, I want you to bring that list with you, and I want you to kneel today, and I want you to be praying for those people and praying that God will give you wisdom. You know, that's really meaning business with the Lord, isn't it? Not just writing some list and throwing it away, but saying, listen, Lord, break my heart over these people. Break my heart over the loss. Now, at the same time during the invitation, listen, if you're here today without Christ, and you need to be saved. Or you're not sure if you're saved. I'm going to be down here as well. I want you to come today and say, preacher, I need to talk to somebody about my salvation. And we have folks who will be glad to talk with you. Take a Bible, God's Word, and sit down and, and talk with you today. We want to make sure that you understand the gospel. Make sure that if the Lord's working in your heart and life, you don't leave this place. That you place your faith in Him alone. Now, a moment ago, I asked those who didn't know Jesus and told them that you'd save right then. Remember? Would you turn from your sin and repent? And and right there. And if you did that today, you say, you know what, I have new life today. I, I literally asked the Lord to save me in this service. I want you to come forward today. Don't be shy, don't be bashful. I'm here to welcome you. I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to share that news with the congregation because they'll delight, they'll be delight. they'll be rejoicing. Listen, angels in heaven rejoice over one lost sinner having no Jesus. Shouldn't we? Man, how exciting is that? So if you're here today and you've trusted Christ, even in this service, I want you to come. If you're not sure if you're saved, I want you to come. And those who already know Him, you made a list. You made a list. I want you to bring that list. I want you to get down here on this altar, front pews, wherever you can get. And I want you to give those names to the Lord. Praying over them. Asking Him to help. And as we begin... Today, the invitation, the altar is open. I'm going to ask you to start playing, and you come today.